Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I am Aaron Arnold. My name's Austin Arnold. Hope you guys are doing very good out there. We just uh, had a, a pleasant and fun uh, interview with uh, Marco Neves. He is one of the uh, co-founders of the Pasadena Film Festival, uh, which is, uh, you know, I actually had the opportunity to meet Marco a couple years ago at PIF. Uh, when I was, did a, a role in a movie called I Am Still Here. And I remember him actually coming up to me and telling me, hey man, we haven't met yet, but I saw your film. And I just want to say, I thought you did such a good job. And I just wanted to tell you that. And ever since that day, always been cool with them. We've had other films that have gone to PIF, including what, Papua, right? Um, he's always kind of like, you know, been on our radar and he's just a cool guy a good guy, and he really broke down the film festival process for us. And by the way, Marco wasn't just uh, showering you with, uh, you know, random platitudes. Uh, you actually ended up, that's a, that I am still here, multi-award winner. You won Best Actor, played all over the country. Well, that at that festival, um, and shout out to also Jessica Harden, who's his wife, and she's the, also the co-founder of the festival. Um, yeah, I won a breakthrough performance at Pasadena Film Festival. I think it was 2018 or I don't remember what year it was, but something like that. Anyway, so it's definitely an awesome festival to have. And uh, I don't know, it was kind of cool that he told us the inner workings of it, but then like kind of how things have changed, right? Yeah, it's sure. like I have, uh, you know, I'd like to get into a film festival. I think I have talent. I, I wonder if there's a podcast I can listen to where the guy who runs it just tells us everything I need to know. Oh, wait, that's this podcast. hey Yeah. I mean, Marco's a great guy. He talked about... The, the coolest thing was actors, we submit to film festivals all the time, including his, answering those questions that you never really get to ask, we see behind the curtain. So... Yeah. What did you guys think about uh, a virtual film festival world? Thoughts on that? It's better than nothing, but there's nothing like networking with your peers after you've all just seen a block which piff does great at so it's nice that they are offering this i would never choose it i like being with the audience i like networking and talking person now marco is saying he's adding a bunch of extra stuff for his like already recorded q a's with the uh producers and directors and attaching them to the end of the film so he's adding a bunch of extra stuff so that would make things cool, but generally speaking, would not be a fan of the virtual festival. Always like to do it in person. So real quick, what's your favorite thing about their film festival? I'm gonna tell you mine. I got mine. I got mine too. Well, Aaron goes first. I don't like, no. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> right, no. O- open bar? Come on. Hey. Come no, on, it's, dude. That's, that's that 100%. Was, that oh. was mine. Other- that's yours? Yeah, dude, that is the networking in general. Nobody does that better than right. Piff. All right. I mean, I'll say was that a joke? Thing. That really was mine. No, that was that was mine. That was mine. Anyway, guys, uh, great episode. Marco, co-founder of Piff, he tells you everything you need to know about the film festival circuit. Watch, enjoy. you been uh good good uh, very busy right now because we're about to launch the virtual piff 2020 and um i don't know for for you guys or for people who don't know 
we were in the middle of our festival last March when the pandemic hit. And on uh, March 15th was our last day because on Monday the 16th, uh, the governor shut everything down. So Lamley shut down. It was a mess. And yeah. we had pretty much 46 movies still to show um, that didn't get to screen. And of course, everybody was very disappointed, but nobody had any choice in the matter. So what ended up happening is chaos ensued. And we didn't know if we were going to make it there for a while, but luckily we survived. Those first four days of screenings that we had were absolutely paramount. I was there. And yeah. I remember it was a weird feeling in the air. There's no rules yet, but people were one. It was sort of, it was raining, sort of a bummer about what was happening in the world. I'm, I'm glad you guys stayed open. Yeah. I was trying to create rules off the top of my head. I, made sure that nobody sat next to each other. I separated everybody by one seat. Obviously that's not enough, but I already had an idea that, okay, I need to separate people. Too much togetherness is not good. So we did that. Uh, and then the people who were doing the panel on, um, on Saturday, the 14th, I believe, uh, got scared. They didn't want to show. So all mm. of a sudden, like there was going to be a panel of one basically instead of four or five writers that we had there for the screenwriters. Uh, so that was nuts and everything was falling left and right. And then finally time passed, you know, we contacted everybody and say, look, we finally have the resources to have a screening for you guys. And since we don't have an end in sight for California theaters to open, at least we would like to offer you, uh, virtual screenings and everybody was very happy about it and very gung-ho because uh, for a while we debated how long can we postpone after a while it's like, well when you have no end in sight then I can't postpone I got to finish it because we promised everybody a screening and we have to you know it's our word on the line mm -hmm. so uh, so yeah. for uh, for us too because we don't know really know what that entails what is a virtual PIF, kind of explain how that works. It's basically, we put the 46 films on a virtual platform. Uh, in this case, it's festivy.com. So our event, let me just plug it real quick, is piff.festivy.com. And all the films that were in screened are there. I have now shot Q and A's over Zoom with mm -hmm. every film uh and so that's added to the end of the film it plays the q a so you guys can watch it so you already did the q a and it's hooked on to the end and all the questions right right uh, i'm cool. actually i'm actually in the process of editing editing all of them that must be hell to have to do that <laughs> yeah well, all, all these oh, yeah all these filmmakers bit, like yeah. constantly talking like hey man this that's enough uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Some people, yes, but other people, it's like pulling teeth, man. Really? Yeah, Ooh, yeah there's a lot of shy directors out there. Mm. You know, God bless them and all, but, but you really, really need to moderate the conversation and kind of guide it sometimes. So that's something I learned on the fly with the festival in, you know, in person. Uh, so I just apply that. To, to, to this but yeah so you have the website you go in you see the list of films uh, for a regular person i.e. not the filmmakers you pay 20 bucks for an all-access pass and you watch everything you want 
any film and uh, it goes from October 19th which is Monday until October 30th mm. nice and that's it and are you are you guys still doing? I'm assuming you you're still sort of breaking up into categories, like on the website, like the dramas, comedies, things like that, or is it just all whatever didn't get screened? Yeah, in this case, because it's half a festival, also why the price is so low, right? Not because of quality, but because it's a half a festival. Um, it's uh, it's all the films there. There's only 46 of them, and that in a website with posters you know, one on top of the other or next to the other. It looks like very little. Mm. Um, if I start putting them in categories, it, it'll look like even less. I see. So you, you kind of want to show like a big page with a lot of posters um, so that it looks like, I don't know, it gives the idea that it's more than it is. But, you know, 46 films is 46 films. So mm. it's quite a deal for 20 bucks. Right. Um, so yeah, and that's it. And they watch it, and then we're gonna have an announcement, um, probably via Zoom as well, um, for the uh, the the winners of all the films that were nominated. Okay. We'll try to do some sort of virtual gala or not. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, and we're trying to create an audience award for the people who watch the films online. And uh, yeah, wow. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's it's a lot of work, a lot of man hours. Right. How do I win the audience award? No, you vote. Yeah, you vote. Oh, uh, right. I thought I could win as a guy who watched. <laughs> okay. The guy, yeah. This guy watched it. The more, <laughs> you watch every single film, give that man an award. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's an idea right there. Uh, yeah. Do you, so, uh, go ahead. Do you still love doing it, Marco? Even yeah. when you have to do it digitally, is it still as rewarding for you? It's my favorite time of the year. There's, there's no, no doubt. I mean, yeah, I love shooting the occasional short film and being, you know, as an actor in a play or a commercial and stuff. Yeah, it's a passion, of course. But um, this is the favorite time of the year for me because it's really, it's the, the community aspect that we try to uh, push so, so much uh, because you can feel very lonely in LA and especially as artists, we tend to isolate ourselves. So this is something that I've always, uh, I strive for because it gets people together, it gets people to meet each other and it gets people to work together eventually. If you guys get along, you know, eventually you meet somebody, you're gonna work with them in the future and it's great. So to kind of backtrack a little bit, cause you just sort of touched on it right now, Marco. I know when I met you at PIF many years ago, um, you actually told me that you had done some some acting as well. Um, where did the idea for the festival originate from? Or how did you decide uh, yeah. I wanted to create festivals as opposed to doing the acting? I know you're still doing it here and there, but obviously this is this is more or less your passion, it sounds like. No, yeah, they both are really, uh, but this makes money. Uh, very, very true. You know, uh, and there's less rejection because you're in charge. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the power. So, it's the power. <laughs> Unlimited power. No. Uh, Mark, Marco does the rejecting now. So I right. get it. That's yes. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I, I try to... The only reason why I reject films is because uh, they suck. <laughs> uh, Good. We you know, want I, want the, I want the quality up there. I hate watching um, film like at a film festival when a film sucks. I hate sitting through that. So that's good that 
Everybody does, right? I mean, like, how? What films did you reject if this is on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what? But anyway, uh, to long story short, um, this was 2012, I think. We shot a movie in 2011, a feature film called Redemption. You can find it on Amazon for purchase only for some reason. It's got distribution in Germany. It's called uh, in Germany. It's actually called Open Guns for some reason. Anyway, <laughs> I had a big part in that. Uh, eventually, the film got uh, got made here in California in the Los Angeles uh, uh, Crest Forest, I think it's called. I forgot. Um, oh, over in Crestline? Angels Crest Forest or something like that. Yeah, okay. probably. Okay. We went a lot of places there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it got some, it won an award here at the Beverly Hills something something film festival. And then we were invited to go to Spain um, to show the film there in a specifically Western film festival in the city of Almeria in Spain. And so we all traveled there with the director, me, and because I speak Spanish, I was basically doing a lot of the um, translating for the director uh, and his wife. Um, and I slowly started to make friends with the organizers of the festival. And I was very excited to be there as an actor, but I was also like very intrigued by the people running it. You know, because you had disaster situations and they had to think on the fly and fix things. You know, it was fascinating to watch. It was almost like watching a director shooting a film trying to deal with all kinds of unexpected events. Uh, so I think I could do this. But of course, I am lazy and lazy people tend to not have much follow through. So luckily, my wife, Jessica Harden and co-founder, uh, of the festival pushed us in the right direction to get it made and organize the whole thing so that we would meet our goals. And it took us two years just to organize the first film festival and raise the money for it. Two whole years trying to do that. But then once we did it, it was two years of preparation. And when you have two years to prepare, you prepared, you know? So and that, that that's it that's that was basically the inception of the festival and how it all started so i mean just out of pure curiosity like um because i feel like we don't know as actors and other people that are attending audience members what does it take to run a film festival and like how much is it initially like i guess startup cost to kind of get it going if you don't mind sharing that no no it's uh, you need at least 30 grand okay mm. Uh, of money that we raise basically uh, and that's via sponsors submissions um, donations even um, and even those like we have events sometimes during the year oh we used to before the pandemic uh, events during the year to raise money so like um, silent auctions whispers mm. jessica in the corner <laughs> <laughs> uh, silent auctions and uh, in these silent auctions we I would put up performances if like me acting with another actor or Jessica singing or uh, other artists friends of mine uh, or people that I met actually at the festival I would invite them to like do performances uh, on stage and not just acting like music dancing everything we could uh, and so that was another source of income right there. Um, yeah, so we had 
many of these events uh, throughout the years. And that's pretty much how we raise all our money. Uh, so yeah, when people ask me, you know, you're charging fees for uh, filmmakers to submit their film. And I tell them, yeah, and the, all of that goes into the festival and we don't curate anything. A whole, 100% of our lineup is from submissions. And you can't say that about every festival out there. You know what I mean? So if you have talent and your film's good, you'll get in. It's that simple because mm -hmm. I, I, we made sure that when we started this, we made it about the filmmaker, about networking, community, and to get these guys to sell their movie to our uh, distributors that we know, sales agents, uh, one of our jurors works for Cannes Film Festival in France. We try to get you guys what you need. You have a, do you have a team of people that are curating the films? Because I, I can only, how many submissions do you get on an average basis for a, film, for a festival? It's got to uh, be a lot. Yeah, about a thousand a year, I think. Okay. It's, yeah, it's not that many, many compared to um, the big film festivals, you know? Yeah. But I mean, obviously, someone's got to sit there and watch all those movies. Yeah. So and we have, I think we have about uh, 10 to 15 people okay. that uh, sort through the movies and tell us which is good, which is bad. However, then there is me. And I don't relinquish control easily. So I nice. watch, so, watch everything. I watch absolutely everything. I make it a thing about yeah. me. I will watch everything. Because you know what? A lot of the times, something somebody else didn't like, I love. Because that's how taste works. You know what I mean? You just, sometimes you like stuff that other people think it's stupid. Yeah. And you think it's hilarious. Or you think it's very good or has potential. And the only reason why it's not good is because it doesn't have any money in terms of, you know, it looking perfect. But that doesn't mean that it's not good. It doesn't mean that it's not enjoyable to watch. So, yeah, I make sure to watch absolutely everything. Everything has to go through me and Jessica. And that's what we do. We watch everything. Her too. I will sit her there and be like, I need your, uh, I need your opinion on this because I'm not sure what I'm thinking or am I just reacting to the people who watched it before me? You know? That's awesome that you uh, that you do that. Um, Thank you. Now, yeah, yeah. I, now I was going to ask you because um, I have my own personal uh, opinion, so I don't want to give examples to influence you. But like when I go to a film festival and see a short film block, there are certain things that I just gravitate towards and pick up on right away. I like, oh, if this is good. It's going to be a good short film, in my opinion. Now, as a man of taste, is there certain things like what's your taste? What do you what do you look for? <laughs> As a man of culture, no. uh, look, I put a horror film in front of me and I'm like, yeah. uh, sci-fi, you know, I'm a big Star Wars fan. So everything sci-fi, I'm just dying to see. Um, so it's genre based because things that I was going to say, or, you know, what I was thinking of is if the film is a high production, really good, doesn't necessarily do it for me, would I, you know, it can be low production, but if the acting is spot on, uh, that's something, oh, I know it's going to be a good short film. Or if the pacing is solid, then I'm like, oh. Of course, uh, with an actor background, I'm not going to allow a film that has bad acting in it. Because you know what? Sometimes it takes one line, one single second of bad acting to take you out of it and destroy the whole thing. Especially with shorts. They're so short that one little moment of bad acting can ruin the whole thing. Now, 
you got to balance things out, of course, you know, because if there, there's that moment of bad acting, but then the rest of the film is absolutely superb, let it go. Uh, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it starts badly. And most of the time when it starts badly, it stays bad. Hmm. It's, it's a thing I've noticed throughout the years because, yeah, I'm watching everything, but I'm always hoping that that little bad moment is going to get better and the film will get better later. It doesn't. Usually. It's a very rare case. So, yeah, for me, the acting has to be superb. The sound has to be perfect because without good sound, forget it. You're done. It's a student I can't, film. I can't, I can't hear you. Yeah. Right. Even student films, they need to produce stuff that, that like being a student film is not grounds for you to be accepted because your sound is better. No, 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 no. Quality up here. Uh, yeah, so the acting you, has to be very good. Are you more forgiving if like the sound is really good, but let's say the picture quality is not great. Like let's say they shot it on a, I don't know, a phone or something, but it sounds really good. Only if the concept of the film is about something related itself. to that yeah, yeah exactly like you you have to watch it like this otherwise we want professional looking quality doesn't have to be professional but if it looks like a real movie so to speak good you want it that way and we try to have everything look that way it's not possible all the time but mm. the most as possible as much as possible i always actually wonder too is uh i feel like the length comes into factor as to whether the film will get into, right? If it's too mm -hmm. long, it doesn't fit in your block. So do you, do you naturally prefer films that are a lot shorter? Uh, the, the thing with the allotted time that we have at the theater, um, you have to be able to fit as many movies as you can also to be able to make money off of the festival itself. So what we try to do is we try to limit every block to be two hours maximum. Uh, the thing is, is that we get feature films submitted to us that are three hours and two hours and a half. Uh, before I even say no, They're I always donating ask, money to you at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always try to ask, do you have a version of this that is maximum uh, an hour and 45 minutes? Uh, it's because for, for us as, as uh, film, fest film festival directors, it's very difficult to get a film that is showing for the first time. That's our favorite thing to do because we know then, then it's gonna be packed. A lot of people are gonna to come to see it for the first time. Um, but then what happens is if it's not the first time, we'll still accept it. But if it's really long and it takes up the whole time of a whole block of films or like a two hour time slot, then you run the risk of people having already seen that and then nobody shows up. So that could be a problem. So we always try to put, if we have a feature film, we always try to put uh, some um, uh, shorts in there that have never uh, been on, in a theater before to make sure that there is an audience that's gonna come there. But luckily we haven't had issues with that because our standard for a feature to get in is so high. It's like we, we, uh, we from, from, one star to 10 stars is our measuring, um, what do you call it? Uh, rating, stick, rating, rating, yeah. Yeah, the rating, thank you. Yeah. Uh, our rating is from zero to 10, and well, from one to 10, really. Um, if it's a feature film, it needs to get an eight or above to get in. 
with uh, short films seven and above like nothing mediocre will go and what's what's on that rating system like what are, what factors are you looking into oh all the rating system that uh, all the factors that uh film freeway has uh let's see i can actually tell you exactly what it is please yeah and actually uh, what kind of on the same topic actually yeah. so does it i mean i feel like it has to help but are you more more likely to consider uh, a film to be accepted into your festival if it has a star name in the project? Um, even if, let's say, the film isn't great, but it has a well-known actor in it. Shia LaBeouf. John Shia Bates. LaBeouf's in it, and it's not, you're like, eh. Not, not really. Not really. I've, I've, said, I've said no to films with uh, stars. Okay. Which is very tough. But if the film is so crap that you're just, I can't sit through this, you know? But even, but like even thinking maybe if I put this film in, that star will show up. That must be tempting. Right. It is tempting. It is very tempting. Of course it goes through, through our minds. Uh, we, we are always wondering about that. Because uh, sometimes they but, do. I've seen stars. Film well, you yeah. guys have had stars. I know. From... Yeah, it, we have. We have. But uh Almost 90% of those films, I think, were uh, showing for the first time in L.A. Not in the world, but in L.A. So we knew the whole cast and crew hadn't seen this before. So it was like a or, premiere, or sort of. Yeah, yeah. So, or had seen it once or twice, or, or just one time, but not the final product, you know? So we've been lucky with that, thank God. I've never had to choose a film, uh, a feature film with stars in it, that um that had shown in many places before in the united states so oh yeah and as far as the factors to get in uh let's see like we have factors it's your one to ten system you're telling us right about. right right yeah exactly uh we have screenplays and we have shorts right that you can submit screenplays we got concept originality structure plot pacing characters dialogue and then all of that averages into however many uh, stars uh, it gets. And then for short films, we have a rating system that includes originality, creativity, direction, writing, cinematography, performances, production value, pacing, structure, and sound slash music. And added all those up and there's your average. And then we either say yes to the film, no to the film. Uh, maybe if those are like, I'm not sure about this, let's leave it for later. Uh, and award worthy, that's another category. It's like you put immediately award worthy because you don't want to forget how mm -hmm. amazing that movie was later when, you, when you're uh, programming. Got it. Have how you do you do? Go ahead. Have you and Jessica ever fundamentally disagreed on a submission? And how did you resolve that, if so? Yeah, yeah. We uh, very rarely, but uh, what happens in that case is um, we give it to the uh, screeners and we tell them all of them have to watch the film now. And included with our ratings, we add up we have at least like, I think it's uh, seven, seven screeners need to watch it. So you have a total of nine people have watched that movie. Whoever gets the more, or more the, votes. The, yeah. More votes means you're in less votes means you're out. So that's how we deal with that. But it's very rare that we disagree. 
She can totally jump on and say hi, by the way, if she's yeah. there. She's, tell her we said hi. I don't think she wants to be on no. camera. <laughs> okay. Right. Tell, tell her we said hi. Hi. Hey, hey they're good? saying hi to you, honey. <laughs> did, you, did you hear? Yeah, I heard, I heard something. Heard something. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So now, obviously, you guys are doing this virtual thing now. Um, I mean, I know a lot of festivals obviously just canceled because what, what can you do, right? Right. Um, do you feel like this sort of avenue that you guys are going into now, this virtual world is sort of what it's going to kind of be going forward for a while? Or do you envision like doing the in-person thing sometime soon, like maybe next year? I think, all right, let me think uh, philosophically first. I think everything in life is gravitating towards digital only convenience. Can't, I can watch it from my own home, you know? But I also think, think that uh, all of this is cyclical. Whenever some fad or, I don't know, whenever something goes into one direction too much and becomes almost extreme, like it only is that way, you're going to have an opposite reaction to that. So if ever we get to the point where everything is digital, there's going to be an opposite reaction of people trying to bring back what was lost. Uh, so theaters and stuff. The way we're looking at it is that uh, we're going to do digital regardless. So we're going to have our festival, physical festival, hopefully next year, uh, whenever the theaters open, uh, if they open. And it'll be the usual nine, ten days uh, that it is. And then after that, we'll have a period of two weeks where you can watch all the films that we just showed in person online as well mm. with Q and A's being recorded live at the festival and then transferred to the website. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how we're looking at it. Um, I, of course I'm worried that everything is going to be digital and we can't have that personal touch that we like to add and the gathering of people, you know, the community aspect. That's what makes but, it a hundred times better, that community aspect. Right, yeah. right, exactly. So we're worried about losing that because we're very much about that. Uh, when you have it online only, it becomes super impersonal. You know, you're not really talking to people. You're just watching things. There's no communication, really. Right. Um, so we hope that it doesn't gravitate too much towards that. But, you know, if it does, we're prepared, uh, which is why we're doing it half a festival this year this is basically our first venture into it and we're going to see how things work and how the filmmakers interact with them uh with themselves uh and with each other uh and we'll see i think that's a really cool cool way to do it because like yeah like you said I, the networking is the part that you can't do online right yeah uh, but i think that's a good option so people that weren't able to go or didn't feel you know right. good going they have that option online to to kind of do that um, and the last you, thing I want is for people to like be okay with, uh, oh, let's do a virtual hangout where everybody <laughs> like texts each other and talks yeah. to each other. But no, <laughs> the, the, the yeah. communication via a screen, if like you don't know each other like we do, is not real. It's not, not, the, yeah, anyway, it's not the same. It's, yeah. uh, there's a wall in between, you know, that is not going to feel from the heart. Right. Right. that's it that's all i want to say yeah i mean it's 
have you heard i mean i'm wondering if you've heard anything about like because i know a lot of theaters have shut down like any word from like the lamley because i love the lamley they're 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 um, some of the best theaters in la but i'm worried that like it's good because they show survive you know Lemley's good because it shows like movies that have limited release so you can see yeah. like, more artsy projects. They have really cool indies at the, at Lemley all the time and I'm like, man, I hope these guys weather the storm. So Yeah, so do I because uh, you know they were having trouble already before the pandemic hit. They had to sell a couple of theaters and all that mm. stuff. Yeah. And this just made it worse. Uh, right. But I've spoken to Greg Lemley and he believes that he'll make it. Okay, cool. Uh, that things will, will be okay, especially when it comes to the Pasadena, um, to the Pasadena uh, location. Theater. Okay, yeah, exactly. Nice. He, he thinks he can do it, but you know, I always tell him, like Greg, planning is fine, but you can't plan ahead. This is impossible. We don't even know uh, when theaters are going to reopen here in California. So he's aware of that. And yeah. I think he has taken the proper precautions. So hopefully it'll be enough and he can stay in business because honestly, I don't want to do this festival in any other theater than his. I really like his theater and I really like dealing with him because he's a yeah. great guy. Yeah. yeah. In, uh, our, in our final five, 10 minutes, I have a few more questions. Um, could you speak a little bit more about distribution and how you... It, or exactly what you do to bring distributors to the festival, if that is in fact what you do? I, not, not much. Uh, Jessica is the one who deals with the more businessy uh, side of the festival. Um, but I can tell you that for, as far as distribution is concerned, we try to invite as many distributors, sales agents, uh, other producers to come to the festival. And we do get a few but they always want to be incognito. You know what I mean? Um, and then if they're interested in your film, they themselves will approach you, but they're there. Uh, one of our jurors, for example, Monica Skarbelis, she is a juror at the American Pavilion at Cannes Film Festival. So some of our films have a direct line to Cannes if she likes them uh, because we have her... Uh, watch all the films uh, that have been nominated for an award. And she does contact the filmmakers and brings it to Khan. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So it's really nice to have that. And there in Khan, you got distributors, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it works. Uh, I always tell filmmakers, Hey man, don't put this stuff on YouTube. Just wait a little bit because a lot of the times directors are very eager for their film to be seen and they don't feel like it's been in enough festivals or it's not getting in and they just put it online without protection sometimes. And we're like, please don't do that. And another thing I like to tell filmmakers is that please, please, please get the rights for your music. <laughs> I don't know why they don't yeah. teach you this properly in school or you're just ignoring it on purpose. Well, I want to use the ACDC track. It makes yeah. the film, Marco. Hall of Notes fits perfectly here. I couldn't choose another song. <laughs> Dude, I get that. I really do. I wrote a screenplay that I wanted a particular piece of music, but then I was like, you know what? I'm just limiting myself here. Yeah. That's what it does. Does that answer the question? Yeah, for sure. Sort of? That is very enlightening. Yeah. Okay. And also, a totally separate avenue. Um, would you say, Marco, there's enough women in film 
and what is your festival doing to help or maybe nothing for just women, women or and and minorities yeah. underrepresented people um i i always like to say that um quality is blind i love that uh so what we do is we try to watch everything from the perspective of quality that's what matters and so far from what i can tell we've gotten lucky to have a very balanced uh, uh film festival this year it's been 50 50 director women directors and, and male directors uh but the thing is, it's, so far, it's been accidental, which tells me that minorities and women, they're out there. They're, they're making their films, and we are showing them. We film festivals most likely are showing them, and they're being represented at our film festival and possibly other film festivals. But when it comes to the big leagues, that's when the discrimination starts happening very clearly. I mean, we had two years in a row where uh, an actor, a uh, black actor, won Best Actor, you know? <laughs> so, but that, that's what I'm saying about it being accidental. If it's good, you know, it's, it's good. If you build it, he will come or they will come. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, classic yeah. film. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Quality is blind and we're never trying to push anything down anyone's throat either because you have the other side of this, which is too much, too soon, and it can be also discriminatory. So when we talk about diversity, diversity is everybody in balance, equality. So we try to really keep the equilibrium there it's like it has it, we need to represent everyone equally uh so far we've been lucky yeah i i, no, I like that approach i think that's a really good way to look at it you're you're basing it on the art you know and right. then whatever else happens to be the individual that created it then yeah, just a, if, a byproduct the director, of it you know if the director is a martian i'm cool with that that's a I bonus like, they made it like, they made a damn good film yeah i like know? green people there you go. Also, I would never assume a director's gender. I don't know what they are, and I'm not going to ask. Yeah, that doesn't matter. I'm not looking at that when I watch the film. I just watch yeah. the film. <laughs> exactly. I like that. I, why would I care about that? That doesn't bring anything to the table, me knowing if they're whatever. No, just watch the film. And I had a quick question about this, and I'm not sure how, how this works necessarily, but I know certain film festivals are Oscar-qualifying film festivals. I don't know if you guys are. And We're in the process of, uh, of okay. getting the uh, Academy to accept us. Uh, and but you what does that require? Have... That was what I was going to ask. Well, the yeah. most imp important thing is uh, money, and because uh, you have to pay a huge fee. And, oh, so uh, there's a fee that goes to the Academy? Or... Yeah. That sounds like a racket. Well, you know, it's the academy. It's a it's a stamp. Um, yeah, like they they charge you, and then you have to have had your film festival for at least um, seven to eight years, depending on your size. Medium mm -hmm. size film festival, small size film festival. There's like a rule. I don't remember exactly what it is right now, yeah. but you need to have existed for a certain number of years. I think the lowest I've ever seen has been seven but that may have changed recently. Uh, and it's, it's just so a, a way to prove that you're, you're there and you're not going to disappear all of a sudden one day. 
uh, you know, yeah, that makes present sense. pandemic excluded, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that and you pay a fee and then they uh, and you need uh, two renowned people in the industry to write you a uh, letter. Hmm. Renowned. Um, How's that? How do you get I'll that? I'll do one. Johnny, <laughs> uh, people with uh, they have specific uh, things you have to follow, but I think it's people Sorry, with Austin. at least a few credits uh, on IMDb that that were I'll shown in theaters I'll get there. so yeah it's it has to be for real which we would <laughs> it's, we we could have any of the stars that have come to our film festival yeah. to write so a recommendation we'll a later that's easy um it's uh it's more the the amount of years and the money and even after all that is done they will still deliberate amongst themselves and then decide yes sometimes, or no sometimes they feel very random too Mm. whether whether yes or no so it helps to know people in the industry that can write you a, a recommendation letter for sure yeah um, and you already got those people well the people yeah i think so we don't have the years because for the size of our film festival i think we need to reach uh eight or nine and we're okay. we're, we're about it's nine or no it might be ten actually i don't remember but we're not there yet because it's impossible so far yeah yeah. Well, does this year this year still counts? I would assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Technically. No. It technically. If they're it showing the films, yeah. 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 Right, right. Yeah. We are, and we showed half of them in real life. Uh, yeah. I mean, in physically, <laughs> real life. <laughs> yeah. No, but is it? This uh, is real life. I don't know what it is anymore. It, dude, it feels like you know. Yeah. It feels that way. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I just, it should count. Yeah. I just have one last like, uh, one last question. I was just kind of curious because um, mm. I always kind of wondered with festivals because i've obviously been to so many um well actually it's a two-part question one what kind of what kind of uh i guess deal do you guys usually work out with a theater when a festival comes into town because obviously the theater is they want to make money are you paying them like a fee or are they just making money off concessions like how does that whole thing i was curious how that works we have to rent the theater out for however many days we're there okay and it's not cheap I would imagine um, so. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, it's thousands of dollars. Um, do do so, they still take their concession then or does that yes, come to yes, you guys? That, okay. that is what is very helpful to them. Okay. Right? They make money off concessions. So that goes to them. The only thing that goes to us is the ticket sales and the pass sales. I see. I see. Uh, so we work it out with uh, Greg Lemley. Okay. Uh, he gives us a fee. We pay it. Uh, and then we rent the, the the space one of the rooms you could rent all of them but he doesn't rent all of them he just rents one uh that's already expensive enough so but uh we try to you know have the biggest room available or the second biggest you know so we can get as many people and it's in their best interest honestly to rent to us because right now the the time that we show our that we do our film festival at the lemley happens to be a lull in their um, attendance. So it helps them a lot to rent out to us specifically because we tend to pack the theater. Thank God Uh, we were able to like promote well enough that people show up. Uh, And yeah, and that's how we've been doing it with them. And then you do the festival and then the the theater will count the tickets and then send it to us and... Mm we get paid that way. Nice. The last question I have is, uh, 
What do you think separates a good festival from a not so good festival? Oh, wow, man. You should have given me that ahead of time. So I could <laughs> come up with something beautiful to say. What separates a good festival from a bad festival? Um, Too many things. Look at the, at the, maybe at the end of the day is bad films versus good films, but even a festival with great films, if it's not run properly, can be a bad festival. So for me, the most important things are the quality of the films, but also the quality in which the people interact with the filmmakers and guests. And that means the organizers, be there. The organizers, co-founders, and people who manage the festival, be there. Don't be up in your ivory tower. You know, be part of the of the of the whole event. And the volunteers and people that help us throughout the year. Be courteous and nice to people. Be patient. Be helpful. Know your stuff. If somebody asks you what time a movie is, you don't have to memorize it, but have the paper right there that tells you what time it is, what time it ends. Um, and just make sure that everybody's happy and content. So uh, these three things, volunteers, the people in charge, and the quality of films, these three things need to be present for, for it to make a good film festival, I think. I like it. I thought you were a, kind of like, that's it? No, no, no. It was a and mosquito. I'm out. I'm out. It's a mosquito. I have been trying to hunt it all day. <laughs> I would also say an open bar, which you guys have at those networking oh, yeah. events after. That's, uh, that. That we, does I, help. Yeah. yeah, your parties were always good. So. Oh, good, good. Yeah, that's the whole point is to like uh, the filmmaker's lounge or the, what do we call it now? Is it a filmmaker's lounge? I think it is. Or, or people pay to just attend and then they get the booze too, right? Yeah, well, that's people who are not the filmmakers, you know, right, people right. who weren't invited. To the average Joe's you want to hang out with us. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember last time, I, I think, obviously I didn't go to the one this past year, but I think it was the one before you guys had like a, a beer company. I think it was a local beer company sponsored the lounge or whatever. ABK a Beer. That's what it was, yes. yeah. And it lots had lots of those, man. Oh, was good. Those are good too. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, we love working with them. They're always <laughs> so generous. So yeah, it yeah. was cool. It's great. Awesome. Marco, I love going to, to those filmmaker lounges and yeah, that's the best part of going of going to these festivals is like the networking and meeting people. Yeah. That's that's what it is. So and seeing the audience reaction when you're in the block of films. Oh, of course. Even I'm curious to, to see how they react to a film that I liked, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Marco, where can our audience find you? You can find us right now for Virtual PIF 2020. You can find us at PIF, P-I-F-F, dot festival. Wait, hang on a minute. PIF dot. Google Pasadena International Film Festival. Um, yeah, but let me. I thought it was I thought it was festive or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I'm just getting it right. Oh yeah, because this uh, one's a special one. Uh, let right. me start over, so maybe you can edit this. It's you can find us at piff p i f f dot festive f e s t i v e e dot com. Piff dot dot com. That's where our virtual festival is right now. Uh, as far as our regular 
um, website. Uh, you can find us at uh, PasadenaFilmFestival.org or .com. We now own that. <laughs> uh, and you have all the information there. For any, the- any social medias that you want people to know about? Yes, go to our account. Instagram, at Pasadena Film Festival. Uh, we really do a lot. We have a lot of followers there, so people interact with us a lot there. Nice. Um, uh, we also have, uh, just look up Pasadena International Film Festival on Facebook, and for Twitter, it's uh, at Pass Film Fest, because you can't fit all of that in there. You know? Yeah. Uh, and that's it. You can find us there, and we will get back to you. We do reply. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. We have a, we have a couple films that we're hopefully be sending yes. to you guys soon. So at least two. Nice. So hopefully that, hopefully they get in after this oh, interview. Right. <laughs> it's a shoe in. in. <laughs> and the last question I have for you is, uh, you know, after being part of this interview, what rating would you give us one through 10? Oh, 10. You guys are great. All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. stars. yes. We're in baby. Oh, this was a very comfortable, uh, meeting, you know, sometimes, Good. Sometimes they go, you know, want to, you know, sometimes they're comfortable. Sometimes they're not so comfortable with us. <laughs> I feel like well, Aaron usually makes it uncomfortable, right? Not, no, he would be the one. I've always felt comfortable with you guys. So it's, yeah, it's good. Deal. Um, but yeah, this was great. And thank you so much for inviting us. I'm so honored. Thank yeah. you for coming. Uh, pleasure. Our great. pleasure. We uh, definitely wish you uh, success. Uh, tell Jessica we said hello. And um, yeah, man. Hey, thank say you hello. So much for time. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank well, you thanks, for Marco. having me. Thanks, Marco. Right. Bye-bye.